0: Well, good morning, everyone. Glad to have um, a few people um, joining today in person. Last time I just had some toy sheep in the, sh- in the, in the seats. Um, welcome to everyone uh, at home. It's great to have you with us today. My name's Luke. I'm part of the family here. And it's my privilege and pleasure to be speaking uh, to you from uh, Luke. Um, last week we heard from Tim speaking about investing in joy. And as we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added. And um, we're going to build a bit upon that today. So if you have your Bible, um, we're going to read from Luke 12, uh, verse 35 uh, to 48. And I'm going to be reading from the NASB translation, uh, which should be up on the screen. Be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit. Be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast, so they immediately may open the door to him when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master will find on the alert when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will gird himself to serve and let them recline at the table and will come up and wait on them. Whether he comes in his second watch or even the third and finds them so, blessed are those slaves." But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known what hour the thief was coming, he would have not allowed his house to be broken into. You too be ready, for the Son of Man is coming, at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you addressing this parable to us or to everyone else as well? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and sensible steward, whom his master will put in charge of his servants, to give them the rations at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that slave says in his heart, my master will be a long time in coming and begins to beat the slaves, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and assign him with a place for the unbelievers. And that slave who knew his master's will and did not get ready or act in accord with his will will receive many lashes But the one who did not know it, and committed deeds worthy of a flogging, will receive but few. From everyone who has been given much, much will be acquired, and to whom they entrusted much, of him they ask all the more." Great. So, I forgot to mention also, it's the first of the month, so November the 1st, and at school, uh, we used to do this pinch-punch first of the month, And I don't know why it was always so aggressive, like to think of just why would you pinch and then punch someone. Um, But maybe if you've got a neighbour and you're at home right now, you know, you could do a little soft, soft one. Um, But obviously for us here, we have to do it in air. But um, yeah, so great. Well, wow, what a passage. Well, we read from verse 35. We could do it. It could be a a whole sermon on that on that one verse. Okay. Uh, but for today, just before we begin, we're going to look. Um, just quickly at the word uh, slave and servants, okay? So in this translation it says slaves, but you may be reading from the NIV or the ESV, and it says servants. So which is good to get just in historical context and get the idea of what is in the original language to why uh, the word slave was used. And for many of us, we're familiar with maybe American slavery in the 16th to 18th century, um, and a lot today, there's modern slavery in the world, okay, where a lot of things that go on unseen, uh, behind closed doors, but thankfully to our God, even the darkness is light to him and nothing's unseen to him, okay? But this would have been an alien concept to the writers of the New Testament, okay? So the idea of a slave in the passage actually matches the idea of a servant in our, in our minds as modern readers, okay? So let's think of jobs associated, like back then would be like housekeeping, uh, cooking, uh, cleaning and so forth. So we wouldn't maybe necessarily see that as, as, as slavery um, as such. And then in the original language, the Greek word for slave is dulios, which, which basically means someone who belongs to another, uh, a bond slave without any ownership rights of their own. So it's basically saying you, that person has no, no rights to themselves, they, but they belong to someone else. And in the, and the Greek word for um, servants, which is uh, diakonos, which is to thoroughly raise up dust as so to minister. So you're moving in a hurry. And, I don't know if you've ever been to you probably have been to a hotel um where there's like the, the bell and often if there's no one attending at the uh the front desk, you'd ring the bell and hopefully someone would come and uh, and attend to you. Maybe in, in you know, for now with uh, all that we're going through, maybe they wouldn't have the bell. Um <laughs> but um it just gives us an idea of what it looks like to serve. There's is there's a readiness, there's a moving, it just you know, it's, it's, you're quick to, to move, and you want to be uh, prepared, okay? But the Bible says that we are all, the Bible says for the Christian that we, want, we were once slaves to sin, okay? Slaves to sin, okay? So that we belong to sin, we had, no, we had no say in it, okay? The whole world, we were, we were, we were in slavery to it. Um, but thankfully to God, what he's done in Christ is now we're slaves to righteousness, okay? It's, it's really crucial that we remember this for our identity, we're slaves to righteousness, and I've just got a bit of help here, so um, just bear with me. It's not a sheep. Um, it's my mother's dressing gown. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to just get it on quickly. Um, one sec. Okay, great. Okay, so illustrate the point is, is that in terms of being slaves to righteousness, okay, in Christ, that. You know, we're no longer um, uh, having this kind of sin consciousness of like, we we are sinners and we're saved by grace, but he's changed it now. We're saints, we're sons and daughters, we're priests to God. And if we embrace our identity, this is who we are. We now recognize that actually, well, I was once a slave to sin, but now actually in Christ, I'm a slave to righteousness, actually. I'm getting ready for something. This is who I am. And there's something of us glory and delighting in who we really are. And letting from that place, letting God's words just really just, just come into our heart afresh. Okay. So I'm just gonna take this off now, because I'm probably a bit too warm. Okay, so from verse 35, it says, Be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit. So what is this readiness that the Lord Jesus is speaking about? What, what are we getting? What what would Jesus be illustrating to? Okay, and we're just gonna turn there. Okay, so I'm just gonna to turn to Revelation 19. I'll just read it out to you. It's a few verses, but it just gives an idea of what we're actually getting ready to. What is really going on? Okay? It says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to Him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. So, for us in Christ, you've saved, you've brought into His family. And there's a purpose behind even our existence today that actually, as a people, we're getting prepared for marriage. So our readiness is, there's one day we're going to be face to face and two, we're going to become one, Christ and the church can become together. So even though God has saved us individually, but he's saved us individually to be a part of a body. So now there's a corporate responsibility for us to to get ready uh, before God. So the Bible says there's one body and there's one spirit. So we're just a household of God. And we have to have that mindset of that we, we will be with Jesus one day, but he has shown us what his will is and his word, that actually we are going to get married one day, and it's going to be the greatest marriage of all. And marriage in this age is merely a signpost, Bible says in Ephesians 5, that he gave himself up for his church. So we're just reminding ourselves, to like, okay, in the way that we live and how we act and decisions we make, our, our choices, we, we live in this awareness that actually, like, hold on a second, this is bigger than myself. This is actually to do with him. It's to do with Jesus and to do with him getting his bride. And his bride is uh, the church, right? And it also says to keep our lamps lit. So what, what could that mean, keeping our lamps lit? What does keeping our lamps lit look like? Well, I can see it as not letting our love grow cold. You know, the Bible says that in Matthew 24, that when lawlessness increases, the love of many will grow cold. And we see so much in front of us and and we just... We lose sight of actually, hold on, who's in charge here? And our love can grow cold. Jesus said to us, as a church in Ephesus in Revelation, you've left your first love, okay? And it's for us to remind ourselves of just the reality of his love for us. That from his love, we get to realize actually, because he first loved us, we can actually love him. You know, that we are looking to marriage, so there is a love, there is a... He, he wants us to really embrace his love for, you know, I, he's like, I love you. And he wants us to really be established in that and rooted and grounded in his love so that we can say, yeah. And we're keeping our lamps lit. We're keeping our fire burning. We're like, yeah, we're attending to ourselves. That there is a level of individual responsibility that for each of us, we've got to steward our own hearts to make sure what comes in. But is, 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 Lord, is, is, is the Lord first place? Is he really? Is it, is, is it, is it about him? Is it really just for him? Are, we, are our hearts just captivated by who he is? Or is it... Is it other, other things? Okay. So in verse 36, we're going to just focus on what Jesus says in the parables, and then we're going to focus on application um, at the end. So here we see from verse 36. There's a master who's uh, gone to a wedding feast, and his, uh, his slaves have been left behind to keep watch of the house. And then Jesus builds on the first parable of the second, uh, where it talks about the head of the house. If the head of the house what out, the feet was coming he would not allow his house to be broken into, rightly so, right? And um, Jesus says in verse 40, to be ready for the Son of Man is coming, an hour that you do not expect, okay? So here we see this just, we're going to build upon themes of entrustment, but before we do, we, we just recognize that Jesus himself said, and, uh, that no one knows the hour, um, not even myself, Jesus himself saying, and not even the angels of heaven, but only the Father. Okay, no one knows. And here we see he's coming at a thief and a knight. But here we can see that there is blessing in remaining faithful is blessing. Okay, here we see that the master himself will come and, and 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 go low and actually serve those slaves who were found faithful and obedient. Okay, and it talks about like the Roman watch time keeping, you know, if, if where he comes on the second watch, third watch, in the Roman watch time keeping there was four watches, so it would be six to nine, nine to twelve, twelve to three, and three to six, uh, uh, just through the night, and back in those days, they wouldn't have had WhatsApp, okay? So they wouldn't have been a quick, okay? Master's coming, I better Sort of sort, sort out of the house. I don't know if you've ever been at home and you've you know you left the house in the state. Mum's coming in in five minutes, and there's like Victoria sponge sandwich all over the <laughs> sink and stuff. You know, it's it's not good, you know. And you want to make sure you're ready. And f- for us, we we do see there there is talks in the Bible of when these days look like. But we are in the last days, as it as it were. Okay, so it's really, we emphasize that in this, in the way that the Master is, what Jesus explained about the Master, actually, is showing the family way. It's modern, actually. Like, uh, we don't actually see Jesus speaking directly of himself, but we see the resemblance of our humble king, who did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. He goes, Jesus, the Son of God, the eternal God, goes low, where well, we didn't help him. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't contribute to him. We didn't kind of, we're seeking after, and the Bible says that there's none righteous, not even one and no one would sound good but yet thankfully for Christ in his obedience he's made many righteous okay and we see that just again in Jesus when he was submit submissive to the father in everything even obedience to death even even death on a cross and he calls us to do the same you know he said if anyone come after me let him first deny himself pick up his cross and follow me and you know in this kind of faithful submission that we see that these slaves would have to be uh, just uh, uh, aware that any hour, that any time, the Master could return, any time. Okay, so they would have to be alert, awake, uh, be impatient. Okay, um, you know, where our salvation, you know, is secure in the moment we first repented from our sin and we believed in the gospel, we sealed with His Spirit, with child, children of God, He's adopted us into His family. Um, <coughs> Uh, d- denial of self is not the case. Um, it, it, it's, it's not the case, is it? It's, I think if it was the case, I think we would be Jesus, right? We would be Jesus, right now. I think self gets in the way quite a lot. Our own self. We just want to do our own thing. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 that he dies. He, he died daily. Like there's something of a dying daily that we need to uh, just to embrace. Like this is the Christian life. We we're dying to the old self and its ways, its desires, its appetites and just because actually we're recognising actually we're, we're getting ready for something. We're awaiting someone and he's coming, he says. He's coming quickly. We're getting ready uh, for uh, marriage. Okay, so like I was saying, those slaves, they could be facing various temptations, distractions, you know, they just to just do their own thing, uh, to not be vigilant, to not be on the watch. And, you know, but there was something about their submission, knowing that actually I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, displease my master. I want to be there for him uh, when he comes, which is not easy. I, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. Like, it's not easy to, when we, you know, it is in the Christian life as, as believers, we recognise that there is times of great affliction and trouble and and, and hardship, but we do recognise by God's Spirit it's possible to live, to live victorious, to live victorious, to see areas in our life dealt with it says bible says it's by the spirit that we put to death the deeds of the body you know areas in us that we know lord you're not you're not impressed with you know but thankfully god's given us help in that you know that's why we choose not to say yes to every desire within us or every invitation that goes our way because we just want to do please our father right he's made a way for us he'll show us what he wants us to do and how he you know as, as we're willing to respond and there's something of that joy and surrender, as we're hearing about last week, as we invested in joy, that as we're thinking of the eternal things, the things that matter most, You know, this, as we heard earlier, that actually our outer man is perishing, is passing away, that the body as we know it is decaying, but our inner man, our spirit man, is being renewed day by day, uh, the Bible says. So there's something of that assurance that we're building for the things eternal, we're building for marriage, we're building for his glory, his kingship, his Lord, his reign, we're going to be with him forever. This is true, Jesus is... Jesus is alive. He's, he's alive, amen? And there's talking about, in, in, in the Old Testament, there was uh, this, this, this thing called Hebrew, Hebrew slavery. So people could buy a Hebrew slave, and he would uh, serve, for six, serve for six years, and then he could be released on the 7th, okay? Free of charge. But actually, if that slave said in his heart, I love my master, I love him, I love him, you know what, I love coming under, I love serving, I love just being with him, I just want to be with you forever, it was possible that he could get his ear sort of pierced in, in, in the doorpost with an all like, this long tool um, as, like a, as a sort of a signpost, a signature of this is a permanent statue, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my days. And for us in Christ, there's something about us, isn't there? That there's a delight. Like, yeah, we just love our Lord Jesus, right? Because he's changed us. That like, This is not something external that like we're trying to get right with God. He's made us right with God in Christ. And it's like, we're just like, yeah, it should be, it should be spilling out of our hearts. Like, we're overjoyed with who he is. Like, yeah, we get it. That it doesn't get, we, we, we let his word just richly dwell within us and let his heart for us, just let it get into us. And that we're just like, well, actually, you know what? Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. We can say that. But, yeah, Jesus is enough. Okay? So, Peter says a question in verse forty one. He says, Lord, are you saying this to us or to everyone else as well? Okay? And here and we see Jesus, you know, explains, you know, gives, a, gives another question and an explanation. And we can see now, looking back, that actually it was a stern warning to his disciples for their, like, apostolic ministry for what would take, what would take place when Jesus would ascend. So that sense of, like, them passing on the baton. Okay, school athletics. You may have been down to Northgate if you lived locally. I don't remember doing the 1600. And we'd each have a little 400. We'd each do a lap, okay? And it was just the fastest one to get around. But there's something about us recognizing in our generation, the Bible says every generation will, will praise his name and they'll glorify him. And there's something of us recognizing that Jesus says, as the Father sent me, so I send you. And he's passed on the baton to us. Here we are, Hope Chair. He's passed on to his people today that we would run our race well. You know, that we would have... You know, we want to say, you know, we fought the good fight of faith. We finished the race. You know, we kept the faith. that we want to get to heaven and say, you know what, we believed. We believed. We're believers to, to endure to the end. And there's something of just embracing that. You say, go, go. And we run in our race and we do our lap and we leave a legacy. We leave something left for the next generation so that as many people... In our in our day, we can be saved? Okay, and it was said of David, okay, who was God's anointed king over Israel, that he served the purpose of God in his generation. Wow, it just said of him, he served the purpose of God in his generation. And we recognise in David, wasn't a perfect man, was he? Okay, and but Jesus is, but we recognise that he is a type of Christ. So we see that in people that, you know, when it's never too late to just kind of get back on track, as it were. That, you know, you can, we can, can continue to run our race well, okay? And Jesus then builds upon this. He says, you know, he goes on to describe who is a faithful and sensible steward, whom his master will put, entrust, will put entrustment upon, okay? And he explains the outcome of them both, okay? So now we're going to start building on themes of entrustment we see in the passage, and then we're going to get to application, okay? And Jesus says some strong words, okay? He does, he says some strong things, He's like oh, "Ouch!" <laughs> you know, and the Bible says we don't add to the Word of God to take away from it, so we're just going to go. We're just going to go straight in. We're going to go. We're just going to go straight in with it, okay? So, initially, when Jesus says the question, you know, he's speaking to his, he's speaking to his believers. Speaking to his believers, saying, you know, if if you are going to be found faithful, actually, I'm going to put entrustment upon you, more entrustment. You know, are you going to feed? Are you going to feed? Um, I'll just actually get the just read it out to you, because I'm thinking of another passage in the Bible. Um, he goes to say in verse 42, He says, "Who then is the faithful and sensible steward whom his master put in charge of his servants to give them the rations at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master finds doing so when he comes? Truly, I say to you, that will put him in charge of all his possessions." So here we see. Jesus is saying to that, "I'm going to entrust you with some things, okay. Are you going to be found faithful? Okay, and we read on actually what, what unfaithfulness looks like. Okay, and we can see in the latter it says it, we, we can get signed to a place for the unbelievers. So as the Christian, we need to recognize that well we're not going to be a sign with a place for the unbelievers because you know he's, we're going to be with Him. But we do recognize that the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and all it contains, all things in it. So whether you whether if someone believes or they they choose not to, we're made we're made for His glory. You're made in His image after His likeness. He's, you know, there's it, something about you, you're made for him. It, it's, it's just, that's it. It's not like you're, you're separate from him. All things created through him and for him, as we heard earlier. Okay? So we're thinking of there will be a day, there is a day of judgment. The Bible says that he, God himself is fixed the day where he'll judge the world in righteousness. Acts 17. He's fixed the day. He will judge the world in righteousness. Okay? So, and God is, God God, God is, He's serious about this. This is like he wants no one to perish but all to come to repentance. And he's patient, long suffering with us. Not wanting anyone, okay? But we do see in scripture that we read there is a, there is books will be opened. Books will be opened and there will be a lake, there is a lake of fire. Heaven and hell, these are real things. And often I've heard people say, well, if God's so loving, why would he send people to hell? But if we think about it just for a moment, we realize actually God doesn't send people to hell you think that we, could, we, we just send ourselves? That God's already made a way in Jesus Christ, that we just chosen not to, to pursue him? Because he's not sending anyone. He didn't even come to judge the world, but to save the world. So there's something that we realise, hold on a second. Yeah, I, I, and if it's you today, maybe today, you're just, you, if you're listening in and you're just like you've like you been listening to a few times and you're just thinking about, well, I don't really believe in this stuff. You know? But I'll tell you what, he loves you, and you're not an accident, and you've got purpose and you've got destiny. You're alive for a reason, and it's for His name. And, he, and I urge you: be reconciled to God, be, be be made right with God today. It's His gift of righteousness He wants to give you. His love over you; He loves you. So even if we turn away and we harden our hearts, God's, we're gonna we're gonna stand the count before God one day. But He loves you. He's made a way for us in Jesus. And many of us, all of us in here, know that in our hearts that yeah, Jesus has, has saved us. He knows what kind of state we're in. Thankfully, that He's never too far short. Uh, to return to him. Okay, so we recognize that we've been entrusted, okay? All of us, you know, uh, I know people that I wouldn't say they're called Christians, but they're so gifted and just intellectually, you know, people are scientific, artistic. There's so many just, just ways that God's, you know, in, in, in the, it can be expressed to just demonstrate the glory of God. And there's so much just wonderful ways in which, you know, we can use these gifts that he's given us. And, you know, we read in the Bible, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, it talks about he's given different gifts according to the measure of Christ's gift and different measures of faith. Okay, so there's been entrustment all across this room. There's entrustment. God's given gifts. We didn't decide what we got gifted with, right? We just kind of put things on hand, and yet we can eagerly desire the gifts. But there is entrustment all across uh, this room and for, for you guys at home. Okay, so responsibility does rest on those who receive much. The Bible says, don't many of you become teachers? It's not, a, you know, like something you aspire to do. It's something that you're just obedient in, right? You just you say, just, okay, yep, yeah, okay. You just, because you just want to follow Jesus, right? And the Bible talks about it in 1 Corinthians 3, that, you know, the foundation is Jesus Christ. And how are we going to build upon it? With wood, hay, straw, silver, gold? And it's going to be tested with fire, you know? And if we build our lives on other things, you know, we'll be saved, it says, but as through fire, but we lose our rewards. Okay? And we don't often maybe speak about rewards too much. I think because we see that salvation is a gift and it is not a reward. Yeah, we, we didn't kind of... We've not brought in our righteousness now and kind of blended it. In. No, his righteousness is, 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 is what we live in. We remind ourselves in... We don't want to move fast from that. <laughs> we need to remember it's, it's Christ's righteousness because we know what we're like, right? <laughs> uh, but we also see in scriptures that Jesus himself, he said he will render to each man according to his deeds, and that we're rewarded according to our work and our labour and so forth. As okay? I was saying earlier, each of us will stand account before God, before Christ, for our life. What have we done with our time? What have we done with our life? You know. And Hebrews 9 says he's not going to appear, he's going to appear a second time but without reference to sin. So he's not going to appear on account for our sin because Jesus has taken away our sin, Right? That's why we sing the songs. He's, 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 he's defeated sin, he's defeated death, he's took away our sin. He's dealt with that thoroughly. So he's not making reference to that. Actually, he's going to appear for salvation for those who eagerly await him. But there's also that sense where, actually, how, what have I done with the time that you've given me? What gifts have you given me? Have I really walked in it? Have, have I really honoured you in it, God, with my, with my life and my decisions? Okay? So it's without reference to sin. Praise God. So we want to press on to maturity. And maturity looks like we're getting ready for marriage, Right? We're getting ready, we're getting ready for his return, that he's going to come and we're going to be with him forever. This is, these, these, are, these are God's sayings, right? This is what this is the Bible says, we're, you know, we're not, uh, the, we're not people trying to like think positive thoughts, this is just God's, God's word is just wonderful and beautiful and it tells us who we are and what is to come, amen? So we want to think about the eternal things, okay? And we can see in scripture, we can see in scripture what kind of reward Jesus is, is, is speaking about, Okay? The Bible says that Jesus himself will give entrustment to nations, to people. He's been given all the nations. We get to share in that. We're co-heirs with Christ and grant his followers to sit with him on his throne as he sat on his father's throne. Wow, wonderful, hey? To sit on the throne with Jesus. Here, come on my lap. Wow. This is for us. And that we would judge angels in the age to come. I don't know what really that looks like, uh, but but, but but it says it. So we, we just... Is there. Cool. So we're getting there. We're going to focus on application now. Okay. So there is themes of entrustment. We're going to build a bit upon that. Okay. But the question is, if you're doing like if you're doing little notes at home, is how can we stay sincere in our pursuit of knowing Him? Okay, we want to run well, we want to remain. Yeah, we don't, you know, we don't want to keep falling stumbling. We want, to, we want to stand and fight and say, yes, Jesus, we can see by your spirit you brought us through that. And we're looking more and more increasingly like Christ, we're bearing much fruit. Okay, so there's some clues in the passage that we can see, okay. So from verse 36, so the first one is one another. I think it would come up on the screen, I'm not, I'm sure, it, yeah, great, one another, wow. So here we see in verse 36, uh, that, you know, men who are waiting for their master returns return for the wedding feast so that they may immediately open door, so that they may, okay? And it would be typical in, in, in Jesus' day under the Roman Empire, as it were, they would be kind of, you know, a Roman, a Roman could have four to five hundred slaves, a wealthy one, okay? But for the purpose of this illustration, we're saying actually, how can we stay sincere? It's one another. It's keeping in each other's lives. It's not forsaking the assembling together, but encouraging one another day by day. As we say, the, uh, the day approaching near, it's not isolating ourselves. The Bible says you isolate yourself, you seek your own desire. There's something of us coming under, actually, God's design, as we brought us into a family. And David, David said, you know, as for the majestic ones who are in the earth, you know, his it, it, so delighted in them. He loved it. He understood something about the church. You know, it's whom is all my delight. He loved, he loved the people of God. And that's something for maybe for us as a ch- we, we grow in as a church that we would say, yeah, I I love Dan Summers. He's 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 someone in whom I delight. I I, I love Rod Bennett. He's someone in whom I delight. Okay, maybe in a Western society we're very individualistic. Um, you know, I think other nations really model that family way well. A lot more togetherness. And but I think as a church we're growing in 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 steps in that way. I think you know, in life groups and stuff, but I, there, is, there is more. There is more. And I f- there is more of an intentionalness to it that we don't get swallowed up by everything else in this age, but we really invest in the things uh, that become, to come. Because Satan will just pick us off. We'll just, we can take us down another way. We, we just, it just make things difficult for ourselves. We may, if we're not in, in fellowship with people, we're kind of hiding around. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get taken out, and it's, it, it won't end well. So I encourage... I speak to myself as well, to as, as we can, like, you know, I know that we've just heard from yesterday, well, for maybe for a month or so, but to really be, you know, getting on the phone, you know, if it's a life group online, but being really intentional about, and it's not, and, you, and maybe that's something that you've got to set, Like you've just got to be on the front with, that like you need to engage, because this is where God has set it up in his body that there is life, life ligaments, the proper work of each individual part. There is something of life in the church that we can find, that we couldn't find in ourselves. That even though the Lord can give us revelation in his word when you're one to one, yep, but there's something that's actually together. Uh, We're to grow into maturity because we are his body. Cool. Um, Second point is guarding our hearts. Okay. Wow, this is a a big one. We see in verse 45 that the slave said in his heart, he said in his heart, my master's going to be a long time. You know what? I'm going to eat and drink Beat the slaves, get drunk. It talks a lot about the heart in the Bible. You know, it says, you know, out of the overflow of the heart, out of the overflow of the mouth, the heart speaks, I should say. You know, what do we find ourselves speaking about, thinking about, talking about? I was even thinking the other day, I was, when I was praying, I was thinking, actually, I think a lot about food. I don't know if that's anyone else, but it just, you just, I'm like, whoa. You know, and it's not that we get so, self, get so analytical and kind of, kind of like, examine ourselves overly, but we do soberly access ourselves and think, Lord, actually, you know, what is first place? What's in our hearts? What we treasure? And we treasure in His Word. Our hearts good soil for the Lord, or is it other stuff? You know, it talks about that in the parables, doesn't it? The parable of the sower. You know how the word what, what seed does the word land? Where what, does what, what the what what ground does the seed land on? Is there stuff that just doesn't that chokes the word? That you're you're kind of here, but you're not here. You know, has, has Jesus got our full attention, or are we? you know, grab by other ways and we have to just, we have to really attend to our hearts. The Bible says it's the, you know, it's deceitful, it's, you know, it's, it's desperately sick. You no, know, who can understand it? The Lord can understand it, thankfully. You know, our mixture of motives and why we do things and why we say things and, you know, that is something of that sincerity that, that, all, that we're just before God saying, Lord, you know, who's in the theatre room of our hearts, eh? Who's on the screen? You know, what, what do we really, what, what, is, what is driving us? What do we get out of bed for? Okay. Just another way of just watching what's in the heart, okay. Just getting before the Lord, just on you, just saying what's going on, okay. And the third point we see, um, which is in verse forty-seven, is choosing the fear of the Lord, okay. This you know it says in verse forty-seven that if the slave knew his master's will, no, it says, and that slave who knew his master's will and did not get ready or act in accord with his will will see many lashes, okay. So there's something here of Knowing the will of God, or knowing what God is saying, but just not doing it, or not living in the fear of the Lord. We talk a lot about, and praise God for His love. Without His love, we, we dry up. But there's something of us growing in this this fear of God. Like it's Jesus Himself delighted in the fear of the Lord, where it. And I suppose again, like with the word fear, maybe the word slave. There's something of just connotation where we just we don't have we don't know what to do with it. But there's something of an awe and reverence of who He is, so we don't want to just do our own thing anymore. We want to actually submit to His Lordship in areas of our life. Paul talks about that, you know. There's no want for those who fear Him. There is no want, you know. There's no want. There's blessing. There's protection. Uh, you know. There's there's guidance. Okay, because we don't want to kind of grieve Him, right? We don't. We don't want to grieve His heart. We want to. We want to, we want to stay right with Him. Say, Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I just I just want to do what's right and, and that when he when you hear his voice that we don't harden his hearts. So I know many many times you could just find that you just hear that the spirit speaks and you just know like, oh, uh, we have a decision to make. Are we gonna harden our heart? Why would we harden our hearts if we just really were aware of who he was? You know, and it is that kind of daily just kind of letting him in and just, you know, submitting to God and, you know, putting on the armour and but like we see in this passage, this if we don't if we don't do what God has said then actually there would, it's disobedience. It's, you know, it's it, it can be there can be it could it could yeah, because we in the passage it's not it doesn't end well. Okay, so these are just a few um uh just what we see in the passage. Okay, but how we can stay sincere. Okay, as we just like I just we are looking to marriage. We are looking to uh be with the Lord one day. And you know, as we we're hearing yesterday guys, just Hearing about just you know another month, um, it was just really in some ways just quite sad to hear that you know it's just kind of it's kind of we're just whoosh, you know it's, it's 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 quite difficult, isn't it? And 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 it's okay to say it's difficult. I think I think we can give ourselves that, but we also don't want to dwell in that too long because we realise that actually hold on, Jesus, God Himself He worked all things that cancel His will. Okay, and God is sovereign overall. We we just remind ourselves of what we, we... That's why we tell each other the same stuff over and over again, what the Bible says, because it's true and it's it's, it's life for us, okay? Um, cool. If you can, if you're at home, if you want to stand, just going to have just a quick just time to respond. And, um, yeah, so let's stand, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Father, thank you so much, Lord, that your presence is, is with us. We have known and tasted it, Lord, this morning as we've gathered, Lord. Lord, in our hearts, Lord, our, our minds, our, our, we just present our spirit, our soul and our body to you now, Lord. Lord, as you said, Lord, you sanctify us entirely, Lord. Uh, Lord, in our hearts, Lord, if there are things, Lord, that you've brought up to us, Lord, Father, would we not turn away, Lord? Would we not turn away? Father, if it is a matter of we need to reach out to that brother, I pray, Lord, that we'd, be, we'd make that message, we'd take that phone call, Lord. Pray that we would not be hearers, Lord, but doers, Lord. For even right now, Lord, Holy Spirit, come and move amongst us, Lord, in our hearts, bringing things to our attention, Lord, uh, shining the light, showing us things, what do we need to act, Lord, that we take heed, that we don't uh, move away too quickly, Lord, to the next thing, Lord, we say, here you are, Lord, you're with us now, Lord, we are looking to you, King Jesus, the one who's seated on the throne, Lord God, Lord God, just your, 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 your voice, Lord, your, your gentleness to us, Lord, that we would know you just embracing us, Lord, we say, God, Holy Spirit come in power and move in our hearts Lord. Speak life and and tell us it's going to be alright. Remind us, show us, bring scriptures Lord. Lord God that we would act Lord that I pray Father God in the name of Jesus that as a church Lord we'd stay united Lord, we'd stay knitted Lord, we'd stay close Lord, that we would not hide away oh God keep us from hiding away no hiding, there's no hiding, we're not in the garden anymore are we Lord, we're no hiding, we're not going to hide Lord, we're saying Jesus Christ to each one of us, Lord, you know, our, you know what we need, Lord. You know what it looks like. You know what we've been going through, Lord. There's things that we haven't been just addressing, things we haven't brought in the light. I pray, God, that we would today, Lord. I pray our hearts will be before you, Lord, that we would remain sincere, Father. We love you, Jesus. We welcome you. You're just so good to us, Lord. Thank you that we're in this together. Hallelujah. Thank you that you're the head. Thank you that you're in charge. And you are love, Hallelujah. And that you are our shepherd, Lord. And you'll safely bring us to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I just felt that there could be, particularly someone who's been having just nightmares, just, just really been troubled with nightmares, uh, just really just struggling to sleep at night and just staying up at night. And I just, you know, if that's you, if that's you, if you just want to put... A, a hand on your head and we're just going to pray for you right now if that's you if you just been last you just haven't been getting to sleep well That this is something actually that's been coming on for the last few weeks i feel in my heart that that's something that you just haven't and you haven't even, you haven't even said anyone said anything to anyone because you didn't want to be and you didn't want to be a nuisance <laughs> you didn't want to be a nuisance we're just we're just going to pray for you now father in the name of jesus we just speak lord we say uh, we rebuke any spirits of fear, Lord, or that would torment, Lord, that would, would would cause nightmares, Lord, and bad sleep, and we just say, Holy Spirit, Jesus, would you completely and utterly restore sleep, Lord, in, the, in, in this evening, Lord, in the days to come, that we say no more nightmares in the name of Jesus, that we re, we reject every spirit of fear in the name of Jesus, and we just release peace to you over your sleep for good rest we pray even for prophetic dreams and, 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 and encounters with the living God would be replaced instead Lord Jesus Lord Jesus that you that, that, that Jesus that you Jesus would be so present Lord so present Lord that there just be a relief if that's you we just, just receive just receive just join in with God just engage with him keep engaging with him keep engaging with him just call on him call on him just keep looking to him <laughs> just keep looking to him you you have little strength keep looking to him just keep looking to him just good sleep in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name